We are on scene down in Mobile, Alabama for this week's Senior Bowl practices. And we're going to get a better sense of what looks to be a strong group in the trenches on both offense and defense that offensive coordinator Luke Getze will get an up-close and personal look at as head coach down here, as well as a wide receiver group that certainly isn't top-heavy, but has some real prospects that the Chicago Bears should be interested in. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On the show today, we preview the roster down here in Mobile for the Senior Bowl and look at the prospects that Lucchetti will get a closer look at as head coach of the American team, but also that the Bears coaching staff will be, and, and the front office and the scouting staff will be watching more generally throughout the week of practices here. We'll look start first with the offensive line group that's pretty darn strong. And then we'll turn our attention to a wide receiver group that is less highly touted, but still has some guys that maybe aren't going to be first round bona fide, you know, big time playmaker types, but guys that could be available for Chicago in the second or potentially third rounds there. And we'll wrap up with the defensive line group, largely focusing on the edge rushers, which looks to be more of the stronger class down here. And we'll throw in another name or two that particularly strikes my fancy as prospects that we should be keeping an eye on here in Mobile. I think it's important to keep in mind that the way the senior bowl works, right? You're not getting Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. These are not going to be prospects that the Bears are looking at with the number one overall pick or if they trade down to two or trade down to four and probably not even trade down to like seven or nine, right? These are going to be prospects that are, some are higher first round picks, but more likely mid to late first round picks plus a lot of second and third round guys. So I want to make sure that the expectations for how we talk about these prospects are caveated properly as we begin this discussion because like when you look at this offensive line group it's a fairly strong class when it comes to how we operate with the senior bowl and what we look for from that group down here it always tends to be a position group that that stands out in this way and for example like the number one center in this draft which there's still time for that for that ranking to change but kind of the guy who seems to be a pretty clear first round pick who then in that range wouldn't necessarily be there for the Bears with their second-round pick, but if they trade down in the first, get an early second in that conversation, and maybe you could package up, right? right? It's still good to get a sense of who all these prospects are for the Bears. But John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota is the center down here that has everybody's attention. And I actually got to scout John Michael Schmitz in person. I was in the press box. He, he's from Minnesota, the Minnesota center. I was in the press box for the Minnesota versus Wisconsin game 
earlier this season, and I got to see him go against another one of my favorite prospects that we'll talk about a little bit later in this podcast. But what I love about John Michael Schmitz is that he's a center who is a great mover in terms of like zone blocking, right? As a center, he can pull and get out in front. He's athletic. He's quick. He's light on his feet. But so often we see those guys light on their feet and they're, you know, just a little bit light in the pants, as we say down here. Like, you know, they, they can't anchor. When somebody who comes at them with a lot of power, you know, they, they can move well, but they can't, they don't have the strength to take on more physical nose tackle. And John Michael Schmidt has both. And that's what impresses me so much about him as a prospect. Like, he's as good as most of the top center prospects we see come into the draft that, you know, you're never going to see a, a center drafted in the top 10, but like, I mean, rarely, but like those centers that always go in the, in the 20s, like John Michael Schmidt seems to fit that mold absolutely perfectly. Or at guard, Osiris Torrance is kind of the, the consensus top guard down here out of Florida. I mean, he's like 6'5", 350 pounds. He kicked butt for multiple years in college. I think at multiple schools. I think he was a late transfer to Florida later in that process. Later in that process, he's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of aggression. He's just a mean guard who we're expecting down here at the senior bowl practices to just sort of show that right. Flip that switch, be that aggressor. And not that guards are always going to win their one-on-ones, but like show that you're the more physical, angry, dominant physical presence in those offensive line versus defensive line matchups. That's the kind of area where guys like that can show up and show out. And that's what we're looking for from a guy like Osiris Torrance. I'm most interested in the offensive tackles because it feels like, yeah, the Bears are, are more in the, you know, the, the two guard spots seem to be set and they need a center perhaps, but Luke, but Lucas Patrick will probably be the starter there and John Mitchell Schmitz won't be available for the Bears as realistically. So perhaps... You know, the senior bowl prospects won't line up as well with, as far as, like, guys who could they could draft and start right away. Certainly, there's other developmental prospects down here. But at tackle is where, depending on what they do at right tackle, there could be some guys to like there. Like Cody Mouch from North Dakota State. You know, FCS school, this is his opportunity to come and show what he can do against the big boys, against D1 players who are some of the best at what they do at the edge rusher position. But he's a guy who's... A little undersized, but we'll see exactly what the measurements show out down here, but looks to be, and some of the, the talk has been shorter arms. He may be around like 280, 285 in terms of the weight, so a guy that's expected to maybe play some guard and some center while he's down here, but he moves really well. So he might be a little bit small for what the Bears want at tackle, but they do want guys who can move and guys who are on the lighter end. So we'll see how he measures and we'll see how he plays at each of those offensive line positions, but certainly some versatility there for a guy that you feel like could fill in at a variety of spots. There's also some humongous offensive tackles here. Uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee is 6'5", 350. One of these big, strong, you know, you think of like the old school, like road grader right tackles, but he's a little bit slow. And so the Senior Bowl is an opportunity to see how he does against more speed on the edge, against some of these faster edge rushers coming from a variety of different schools that they're going to go against. And I think for a guy like Wright, it, there'll be a particular contrast for us watching practice, comparing him to a guy like Dewan Jones from Ohio State, who's 6'8", 370-ish. And again, these guys, these are the sort of the unofficial measurements until we get them down here, but that's what they're listed at kind of coming into this game. Big, long, strong, massive, strong offensive lineman. But Dewan Jones seems like he moves better 
for a 6'8", 370 guy. And he had three inches and 20 pounds. Like, so comparatively, you know, maybe he's closer to what Wright does, but just at a bigger size. So I don't know. It just seems like Jones is the type that an NFL team might fall in love with, with the height and the weight and the strength at that offensive line position. You just can't teach 6'8", 370 size and with that length. But, but he can also move fairly well for that size and potentially be a, a dominant force on the offensive line. So a lot of those tackles in particular in this draft class, I'll be looking at closely down here, plus some players kicking inside perhaps, and then some guards and some centers as well that might be of interest of the Bears as, as potential fits here. We'll see how the draft range ends up lining up for them. Not as strong of a class at wide receiver, maybe not that true separate from the pack first round type, but the senior, the senior Bowl is where these guys try and make a name for themselves. So we'll take a closer look at what type of wide receivers Luke Getze will get to see up close and personal down here in Mobile next on Locked on Bears. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air even more than usual. And I don't need to tell you, all you lovebirds that you've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks. But have you found the perfect Valentine's gift yet? Whether you're celebrating the, the day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. With Blue Nile, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tool lets you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style with Blue Nile's bench jewelers then handcrafting the perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that help you to help really give you as much control as possible over your gift so you can forget the usual hassles of the jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantees allow you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs, and Blue Nile's can even meet their price or beat it. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. And of course, shipping is free, and so are the returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. I'm trying to appropriately asterisk the wide receiver class down here because it's not largely viewed as a group that's going to shine and make a huge name for, for itself. But at the same time, it's a group where, when you're thinking about from the Bears' perspective, they're not going to use their first-round pick at wide receiver. And so once you get out of the first round, you're not finding the guaranteed bona fide number one wide receivers anyway. So maybe these wide receivers fit a little bit more of where the Bears are drafting in this class. And it just so happens that Luke Getze is the head coach of one of the teams down here, a former wide receivers coach himself. I, I, th I have a feeling he's a guy who will know a lot about being able to evaluate wide receiver prospects in this process and so there is talent to like here you know I think the kind of the the consensus top guy in Mobile is is, is Rachi Rice from SMU he's he's one of these like super productive wide receivers in, in college and he, he's one of those guys that's like he's not the biggest and not the fastest but like he's strong and physical and runs good routes and holds on to the catch through contact and he's just solid. And like that's never going to be 
the ceiling of a Tyreek Hill, you know, like he's not that top end or, you know, think about like the bigger body number one. He's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, he's around like six feet, around this 200-ish pounds, depending on the, the, the weigh-ins here. And like, I don't know, is, is that a low-end number one or a high-end number two? I don't know, but it just feels like a guy that can be plug-and-play production at the wide receiver position. And I, I'm really excited to see, you know, SMU is not, the highest level of competition, but it's but it's not it's not low either. But like, let's see how he stands out in these you know in these kind of situations where usually it's the athletes that can stand out more, and he's not the athlete. So let's see that route running and that strength be what separates him more than just the guys that are clearly bigger or faster than everybody else. Like comparatively to another one of the receivers down here, Nathaniel Dell from Houston. This is one where we try not to put too much stock into exactly how they weigh in down here. But Nathaniel Dell is a small, short, thin slot wide receiver. But he also will be one of the more explosive, dynamic athletes down here. But, you know, if he's 5'9", 160 pounds, that might affect his draft status more than if he's 5'11", you know, 190, which is, seems unlikely based on what you see on tape and just how you see him compared to other players on here. But like at Houston, this is a guy who you put the ball in his hands and he's just faster than everybody else. He can go zero to 60 faster than everybody else. And he's really, really hard to bring down. And the Bears don't really have exactly that guy. This has been a Bears offense that's a lot more size generally. And even like, even their faster guys are bigger. They, they don't have that tiny explosive guy. They do have some speed, but not not this not quite this style of speed and certainly not at the wide receiver position. And the guy like Nathaniel Dell could be I think limited in exactly what that role will look like in the NFL, but it's like it's like the one trick pony that has a very very valuable trick that that could be a lot of what this Bears offense could use to add to what they want. You know, to, to build around Justin Fields and to add to this wide receiving core that doesn't quite have that body type up to this point. If they want to go more the bigger mold of number one wide receivers, a guy like Cedric Tillman from Tennessee down here is a little bit more of that style. You know, 6'3 ish, 210 plus pounds. Again, measurements pending, but like long arm, big time catch radius. You know, a guy when he's not super open because maybe he's not a dynamic elite route runner who's always going to get, you know, a bunch of space for his receivers or for his quarterbacks. But he is the type that can make his quarterback right. You know, you put it near him. It doesn't have to be pinpoint bread basket accuracy throwing to him. And he has the size, length, and strength to be able to make that a catch, even if the quarterback is not exactly where the ball needed to be. And, and that, that can be an intriguing type. And I, I don't want to compare this. It's not the same skill set as George Pickens, but I just think of that last year when we were talking about wide receivers that can do that sort of thing. It's more in that mold. Or there's a guy like Xavier Hutchinson from, from Iowa State, another one of these like super productive receivers over there in Matt Campbell's offense that you know can get, kind of put these guys in great positions to be successful. He, he strikes me as more of like a Ratchy Rice, you know, junior, not not junior, but it's light, you know, where he's, he's, he's probably a little bigger from what I see on tape, but like, he's not elite in any area, but it feels like he's good in all of them. Like he's probably like if, if Ratchy Rice is going to be around six foot, 
Xavier Hutchinson's probably got a couple of inches on him, but they're they're a similar type of of build of guys where he's not he's not slow, but he's not fast. He's not small, but he's not huge. But like at six two, he's got some decent length. He's like he's definitely a little bit longer. But like and he like he's a very good route runner, but he's not like an elite route runner. And it just feels like he gets the job done in in a lot of different ways. And maybe that limits the ceiling there because he's not special in any way. But but also the floor there is pretty high as a guy who feels like he has a lot of different ways he could contribute to your offense, can be that possession receiver, can make some plays after the catch. So it's like, I don't know, that's what it feels like for a lot of the wide receivers in this class. Not that they're all the same style of wide receiver, but just that it's a lot of guys where it's like, yeah, but. There's a lot of yeah, but. There's a lot to like, but there's some real limitations. And that's why there's not that true blue chip first round guy, but there's a lot of guys to like and a lot of guys that I think Luke Getze will be more prepared to evaluate and have a good feel for than other years when he's not directly the head coach of one of the teams down here at the Senior Bowl. So I wanted to kind of keep it offense and offense, even though receiver class is a little bit weaker and the edge rusher class is strong. You know, that that pass rush group, which is a huge need for the Chicago Bears, is strong. And I think a lot of the focus this week will be O-line versus D-line types. And I want to get into some of these edge rushers that – will be more in that Bears second round range here or even potential trade down in the first round range next on Locked On Bears. The Locked On Podcast Network is really excited about our new partnership with our friends at FanDuel. And this year, the only app you're going to need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're new to FanDuel, that if you're new to FanDuel, that's okay because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you download FanDuel right now, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a guarantee to make sure that whether your bet is right or wrong, you're going to get that money back and be able to keep playing with FanDuel. From everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and a bunch of other fun Super Bowl props that make that game that much more exciting to watch beyond this, just the commercials and tuning in for the game. Have a rooting interest with our friends at FanDuel. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. It's no secret that the Chicago Bears are going to need pass rush this offseason. And obviously free agency will determine a little bit more of where the needs fall. But regardless in the draft, it's a good group to look at edge rushers. And fortunately, Luke Getze is going to get a good sense of that group down here at the Senior Bowl. The top dog on the roster is apparently no longer in the mix. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech was announced as coming to the Senior Bowl, listed on the original Senior Bowl roster. Now now that we're down here, no longer listed on the Senior Bowl roster and evidently has dropped out. I mean, we're not sure exactly. I haven't seen exactly what the reasoning is there, but it sounds like he will not be participating after all. I mean, that's a guy who was more in that top 15 type draft range anyway and maybe not as realistic for where the Bears would end up either at the very top of the draft or back down in the second round but we could still see 
a lot of other talented edge rushers. And there's there's guys even beyond the few that I'm going to go through here. I don't want to. This is not going to be an exhaustive list for any of these positions, but just want to highlight some guys the Bears should be looking at. One that has gotten a lot of attention already, and I think will get more attention down here, is Andre Carter II from Army. He's a guy who, I don't know if you followed this, but Congress had to change a bill that was passed into law in order to allow for him to enter the NFL draft this year and not have to actually enter the military. I don't remember which bill it was, and I mean we're not tuning in for Congress news updates, but there was a bill that was essentially supposed to say that like all Army football players for sure had to enter the military for a couple of years. And But Andre Carter was like, hey, wait a minute, I'm about to enter the draft, and they changed the bill to make essentially an exception for Andre Carter because he, he's got at least first-round potential. I don't know if he's going to go there, but, I mean, like, he's a he's a very raw athlete. He's like 6'5", I mean, 240, 50-plus-odd pounds. That like speed and the size and like the physical athletic traits, but like he's not a developed pass rusher by any means. He's more of a speed guy off the edge. It doesn't feel like he has a, a huge repertoire in that way. But I think there's a combination of things there. One, when you have those traits, NFL teams love those traits and will say, "Yeah, we'll draft him and we'll develop him. We'll mold him. He's that clay that we can still mold." And I think a lot of teams look at the armed forces academies as sources of high character quality human beings in addition to the quality of football player that you scout on tape so it feels like more of a sure thing you're not going to get a guy with as many or as as much of a risk of red flags because the services academy the armed forces academies will likely kind of you know shake some of those things out and those guys don't end up making it onto the football field consistently but beyond Andre Carter you know a guy like Derek Hall from Auburn I'm really excited to watch this season because like he's got the length and the speed and knows how to convert the speed to power like seems like he has both and knows how to use them and it's it's about these guys kind of separating themselves a little bit more because there's kind of these this this group of guys that have different strengths and weaknesses and it's about like okay what do I trust more? What do I see more risk in? And it's these kind of practices going against the same opponents in the same environment where you can kind of separate guys when when guys are pretty close to tied. Okay, well, he was a little better at these practices or the game at the Senior Bowl, or this guy was a little better at the Combine. Like, that's how you start to find some separation there. And a guy like Derek Hall feels like he checks a lot of the boxes in terms of what you see on tape, but let's see him really prove it down here against some of the top-level competition. Another guy that has a lot of potential to rise here, kind of like Andre Carter, is Zach Harrison from Ohio State because he's like, you know, 6'5", 250, 60-odd pounds. Like, he's big, he's strong, and he's long. He's not the speed guy. You know, he doesn't have the bend off the edge exactly, but, like, he, he's got a lot of those tools you can work with. He's not crafty per se, but just physically some of the things you cannot teach. And so if like guys like him and Andre Carter can come down here and maybe show a little bit more technical proficiency than they had shown on tape in their college games, you know, make some progress here, show teams a little bit more, you know, that's where they can latch on and fall in love and really secure themselves as, you know, late first round picks, second round picks. I mean, Zach Harrison may be a little bit lower on that spectrum compared to Andre Carter, but guys that you can quickly kind of fall in love with. And, and I want to wrap up with a guy that, I have 
uh, strong feelings for in this NFL draft. And I will admit on the front end, a bias toward this player. Not an edge rusher, but on the defensive line, Keanu Benton, the nose tackle from Wisconsin. He's a guy I have watched a lot. And my full disclosure here is that he went to my high school. Not at the same time. He's, what, what, five years-ish younger than me. So we were not, like, in school at the same time, but he's from my hometown. He went to my hometown high school. I know his high school coaches. I've met his parents a couple of different times. Like, he's a good human being and a good football player. And I will probably end up as one of his bigger cheerleaders in the draft process, and I recognize that there's a bias there and that perhaps I won't look at him as objectively as other draft analysts will. But, like, this is an aggressive gap penetrating nose tackle he's big he's fast for his size he moves well he's strong maybe not like the most technically proficient like he's got some pass rush moves but like he's a nose tackle right we got to keep expectations reasonable there he's not going to be a 10 sack guy because he's a nose tackle and at times his pad level can be a little bit high, and he can get washed down from, from double teams. Like, I'm not trying to pretend he's the best player in this draft and a surefire first-round pick. No, by no means. Probably a third-rounder, optimistic for maybe a late second-round guy, but, but a nose tackle that I think can make himself a nice long career, getting some real penetration in both the running game and the passing game. High motor, high energy, high aggressiveness, some real legitimate grown man strength there, and some speed for the nose tackle position, but I think it can take even a little bit more refinement there in that process as well, And I, I, but but also like a genuinely good human being who's been through a lot in his life, and I'm, I'm certainly rooting for him as a person and rooting for him as a player and optimistic for what he's going to be able to show down here. Like I said, I watched him one-on-one with John Michael Schmitz, the center we talked about at the very top of this podcast, and John Michael Schmitz is the first-round center, and Keanu Benton and John Michael Schmitz they went back and forth. They exchanged blows in that game. I'll admit Schmitz was probably the little more of the winner there. I mean, again, there's a difference in those prospects, but we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on Benton, and I can guarantee you will hear him on this podcast at some point this week. I hope you'll keep tuning in for all of our Senior Bowl coverage here down in Mobile. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making the Locked On Bears podcast your first listen today. If you're looking for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast because Tuesday night, tonight as you're listening to this podcast, Wednesday and Thursday night as well, the podcast is going to go live on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel to break down the Senior Bowl. I should be involved in the first couple of those, but I won't be in on Thursday's live podcast because I'll be on a plane back home. But regardless, we'll have your Senior Bowl coverage from all angles with Locked On NFL Draft. Come on back tomorrow for everything we learned from the first day of practice at the Senior Bowl and some of the prospects that we'll talk to as well. And of course, you have to come back for your next opportunity to bear down.